I'd like to thank the Lord for the privilege of being back in his house this evening and thank the Lord for everybody that's here. We've got a nice crowd. We thank God for every person that's here. We want to say welcome, especially to our visitors. And I am so thankful and honored to have our preaching brother, Mel King, with us tonight and his wife, Katie. We thank the Lord for these two. They're great friends, and we thank God for them. They've been a blessing to us in the Lord's work. And uh, Brother Mel, I love to hear him preach and love to hear these two sing when they feel like it. And it's good to be here tonight, and I uh, thank God for the good day that he's given us. And I uh, have a scripture I want to read uh, to start service. And don't know if I've done this before or not, but uh, the same scripture that was on my heart this morning to read, uh, as I was looking and praying about a scripture to share again tonight, the same scripture kept coming back to me. So I'm going to just share that. This is in the sixth chapter of Matthew, uh, a couple of verses following what we commonly call the Lord's Prayer. And uh, listen to what it says. For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly, excuse me, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And so having a forgiving heart and a loving heart, it's, it's essential. We just got to have that if we're going to be in fellowship with God. Let's all stand for just a moment of prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to be in your house tonight. Uh, God, we just ask you to bless this service and help us tonight. God, just help us to have the meeting that you want us to have. God, help us to just get in the center of your will. We know you can do all things, God. And we just pray, God, that we might worship you in spirit and in truth. And, uh, God, that you speak to people's hearts that are in need spiritually tonight. Uh, God, we just pray and ask you to bless this service and, and ask you these things in Jesus' name. And amen. You may be seated. And uh, we turn the service over to the choir. And love to take Page 46. <laughs>
page 144. 144.
thank the Lord for those good songs and uh, thank the Lord for the dearest friend I ever had. And he's a friend that's always there. You can always depend on him. Thank the Lord. It just feels good to be in God's house tonight. Let's all stand for just a minute. Before we pray, wonder who has unspoken requests, if you'd like to show it. Amen. Now, if you've got a prayer request on your heart or even a testimony, something you want to say, you follow your heart. Anybody got something? I'll make a, go ahead. Amen. Remember that. Pray for her family. Someone else. We got a lot of folks that are sick that would normally be here and would be if they could. And uh, Blaine sent me a message when he found out Mel was coming. He said, please tell Mel I wish I could be there. I can't, but I'll be watching. I'll be praying. And uh, I'm sure we got a lot of folks that have medical problems that feel that exact same way. If they could be here, they would. But I'm sure if they're able, they're watching and they're praying. We got folks that are out of town that would uh, be here if they could. And uh, if they're able, they're probably watching and praying. And besides that, we've still got a really good crowd. We appreciate the, everybody cheering tonight. Anyone else have something on your heart? Oh, yeah, pray for the kids going back to school. Amen. Appreciate that. that that's a great prayer request. Sure thank the Lord for that. Remember that. Any others? Let's pray for this service tonight. Pray for God to speak to people's hearts. Pray for conviction and pray for... Brother Melvin, as he stands tonight, that God just make preaching easy for him and uh, bless him to preach and help him. And You know, we've got, we've got a part in that. Uh, we've connected that way. If we'll pray and humble our hearts and talk to the Lord, and uh, that gives us a part of that, and we can, we can help Melvin, and he can help us. So, any others? Not last, Brother Carl Adkins, lead us in prayer.
Let's really keep praying tonight, talking to the Lord. Uh, who'd feel like singing tonight? If you've got uh, a song or songs on your heart and uh, feel like singing, we sure want you to do that and we want to pray. And uh, whoever feel like uh, singing, just come on. I've already mentioned it, and I don't know if they feel like it or not. We're not trying to pressure them, but we love to hear uh, Mel and Katie, and uh, they sure welcome to sing just as much as Mel's welcome to preach, and that's as welcome as you can get. So, right. Feel like saying, whoever. We're not going to try it too long. We're going to give you plenty of time. Now the devil likes to beat me down. He's like, hey, you get up there all the time, but uh, you know, uh, I'm glad I can follow my heart. Um, you know, because. Many times I've been in and out of church, and uh, you know, to be in church and be able to follow your heart, uh, that means the world. Uh, just pray for me as I sing the song. <clears throat> At the mention of his name, walls crumble, lives are changed. In the midst of life's temptation, he's there to see us through. This man of which I speak is here today for you and me. His name is Jesus, but you can call him as you please. They call him Emmanuel, the King of all kings. He's the Son of the Father, the Prince of Peace. They call him Hosanna, the Lighthouse at Sea, the Rock of Ages. He's a friend to me. Many times I've called his name, prayed for forgiveness when used in vain. Oh, but there's a peace in knowing that his forgiveness stays the same. Most famous in history, Things he spoke, the whole world still reads. His name is Jesus, but you can call him as you please. They call him Emmanuel, 
the King of all kings. He's the Son of the Father, the Prince of Peace. They call him Hosanna, the lighthouse at sea, the rock of ages, but he's a friend to me. They call him Hosanna, the lighthouse at sea, the rock of ages, but he's a friend to me. I like that song. I appreciate it, and I'm glad he's my friend. Anybody else got a song on your heart? I want you to just really pray. That's just pray right out of the depths of your heart. Give you undivided attention. Listen. And everybody, let's all purpose in our hearts right now to obey the Lord. I'm going to turn over to Mel. If MK feels like saying they can do that too, just let him come ahead and follow his heart. Brother Mel, Pastor of Harmony Missionary Baptist Church down there. Both of these mine. <laughs> it's good to be here today, and uh, <clears throat> I was excited when Brother Terry, when I saw where Brother Terry had called. Uh, been a while since I've been with y'all in regular church service. Been here for ordinations, but uh, and. Don't get me wrong, the ordinations were church. They were. Uh, I appreciate them. <clears throat> we're, uh, we're glad to be here. Had a good meeting at Continental. Uh, and uh, we've, we've sang this song a lot uh, up in here. And uh, I'd like to take just a few moments, if I could, just to talk about it some. Because there's, there's a lot of, there's some words in this song that if you're not familiar with them, you, don't, you won't know what they mean. And so you might get lost as to what the meaning of the song is. Um, one of those words is ethereal. And that word means uh, heavenly. And, and it speaks of the air being ethereal. Uh, and... And so it's heavenly air. And uh, the other word is amaranth, and that word amaranth is a. It's got some different meanings, but one of the meaning that really is in in this song. It's a. It's a. Uh, an amaranth is a never fading flower. 
flower that never dies. Now, when I first time I heard this song, I was just a small boy. I wouldn't say small, maybe 10, 11, 12 years old. Um, and I used to always think, per, uh, Terry, that it was really referring to us uh, going home to heaven. Till I began hearing the rest of the verses and studying those verses, Brother Marshall Huddleston, I may, I may have told this story before, I don't know. Brother Marshall Huddleston, I was holding a revival for him, my first revival ever. And he gave me this song. He said, I want, I want you to sing this song. And, uh, and he said, now I've left these, this one verse out because I don't understand what the words mean. And, and so I just left it out. But he said, if you know what those mean, you go ahead and sing it. So I, I took all of my books with me, Terry. Took my concordance, my dictionary, everything. So I'm looking all this stuff up, and I studied on those words. So I put those in there. And, and as I was studying that song, the Lord helped me to realize, Mel, this is, this is not yet to come. This is where you are now. This is where you are in the kingdom. You're the, you are the kingdom. And, and uh, so listen close to the words of this song. Uh, it's called, Is Not This the Land of Beulah? <clears throat> I am dwelling on the mountain where the golden sunlight gleams. Or land whose wondrous beauty far exceeds my fondest dreams. Where the air is pure ethereal, laden with the breath of flowers, they are bloom. By the fountain, neath the amaranthine bowers, is not this the land of Beulah? Blessed, blessed land of light, where the flowers bloom forever, and the sun is always bright i can see far down the mountain where i wandered weary years often hindered on my journey by the ghosts of doubts and fears Broken vows and disappointments Thickly sprinkled all the way But the Spirit led unerring To the land I hold today 
Is not this the land of Beulah? Church, sing with us. Blessed, blessed land of light Where the flowers bloom forever And the sun is always bright I'm drinking at the fountain where I ever would abide For I've tasted life's pure river And my soul is satisfied There's no thirsting for life's pleasures Nor adorning rich and gay For i found richest treasure, one that fadeth not away. Is not this the land of Beulah? Blessed, blessed land of light, where the flowers bloom forever, and the sun is always bright. Listen close to this. Tell me not of heavy crosses, <laughs> nor of burdens hard to bear. For I found this great salvation makes each burden light appear. And I love to follow Jesus. Gladly counting all but dross, worldly honors all forsaking for the glory of the cross. Oh, the cross has wondrous glory. Oft I've proved this to be true. When I'm in the way so narrow, I can see the pathway through. And how sweetly Jesus whispers, take thy cross, thou needs not fear. For I've trod the way before thee and the glory lingers near St. Church. Is not this the land of Beulah? Blessed, blessed land of light where the flowers bloom forever and the sun is always bright. Amen. What a song. Now usually that song makes me preach, but I got through that uh, before, beforehand. But, well, Claire, I'm glad to be here. I appreciate the Lord and what he's done for us. I appreciate what I know in my heart. And I appreciate knowing where I stand with my Creator. And he's not just my creator. 
I know him as my heavenly father. I know him as my God and my heavenly father. And I'm glad today I know where I stand with him. The, the hope that we have in Christ is beyond comprehension. I preached, I preached uh, uh, on a lot of things up in Continental. But one of the things that just stands out to me and is just kind of hanging with me, the gospel is simple for us. It's so simple that a little child can understand it. I believe it was Brother Wade Parton, and I never did hear him preach, but I've heard him quoted a lot. Um, I believe it was Wade Parton that used to say that the Lord and Brother Perry Blue, I've heard him say it, that the Lord put the good jam down on the bottom shelf so that the little children could get to it. The Lord put this salvation down at our level. It's not meant to be complicated on our part, but I want you to understand something. Just because it's simple for us to get, don't mean that it's simplistic. There's a lot of complication. Lot, there's a, the Bible calls it a great mystery. And, and all of that working, all of that internal workings of the power of the gospel, it's not for me to work out. That's all. It was all designed for, the, for, the, for God to work out. It was his design, and he worked every bit of it out. And he made it possible that you and I could be fit for the kingdom of heaven through his work if we would just but simply trust it for the saving of our soul. I've, I've, I, I, uh, we, and I, y'all pray for me. I, I really don't even know where I'm going to read yet. But, but, but that's all right. I used to worry about that, Terry, especially when I came to Lima because I was following Terry Brock. How in the world can I, can I get up and follow Terry Brock? Because he's one of the greatest preachers I've ever known. And I appreciate you, buddy. I'll say that to your face. I've known you almost all my life. And I, you've been a help to us. You've been a help to everybody that I know uh, that knows you and, and uh, appreciate you right out of our heart. But, but <coughs> we were in Bible school. And, and I was talking with those little children. And the Lord helped me to realize what it takes from us to get saved. What it takes from us to get saved is believing from our heart that what Christ has done at the cross and the fact that God has raised him from the dead and, the, and the, based on the fact that he's the Son of God, that he's God incarnate. And Roy, I didn't even understand that when I was 11 years old. But, it, but I realized in my heart that what Christ had done on the cross, that he died for my sins, and God had raised him from the dead for, for our justification, that that was enough to save my soul. And that's what saved me, was when, I, when that hope and that trust came into my heart and I trusted it with all of my heart and soul and mind and strength. And, and, and that's the direction the Holy Spirit is leading every one of us. And, and, and so I'm glad today to know where I stand with Him. It was the simple childlike trust that got me saved. 
And, and since then, the Lord has helped me as we've studied the book and looked at the Word. The Lord helped me a few years back to realize, okay, now you're saved, but you're not in the youth group anymore. You've got to start taking some responsibility of what it means to be the church. And, and, and what that responsibility entails is being able to have an understanding of what it is that you've got in your heart. And, and, and Terry, I, I told him up there, up there at Continental, I, I, I realize that, that what understanding I have, I'm still just in the kindergarten grade. I, because I realize that this thing is so deep that I can never reach the depths of it. I'm like, I'm like Ezekiel that walked out into, into the waters and, 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 and a little bit and, and, and it was ankle deep, brother, brother Terry. And, and I walked out a little bit further and it was up to my knees and, and up to my thighs and up to my waist. And, and finally I got out just far enough to where it was waters to swim in. It was a great river that I could not cross, that I couldn't see the depths of it. Praise God. It's working together for the good of my soul and making it possible that I, a little old sinner boy from Dayton, Ohio, at the age of 11 years old, Brother Sean hadn't had much time to get in any of the meanness of the world. But I knew there was iniquity in my heart. There was an evil in me that caused me to do something wrong. And the Lord had taken that iniquity and laid it on the scapegoat of the one that was ordained from the foundation of the world to be the means by which the whole entire human race could be forgiven of iniquity and be, and be made right with a holy God. Amen. Now, buddy, I'm glad to know where I stand with God. It's not, it's not up to me to get all that work done. That work was done by God. I like what the Apostle Paul said. Who can lay anything then to the charge of God's elect? Now, if you're not careful, you'll mess up what that elect merely means. I'm convinced that the predestined children of God are those that God predestined would be in Christ that would be saved. Now, I want you to understand something. I'm convinced that God from before the foundation of the world predestinated that the whole world would be saved in Christ. Now listen, so then, that means that's what the will of God is. His desire is not that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance, that all would come to the end of their self, give up on what we're able to do, and surrender to what God has already done. So the elect are those that God has chosen in Christ. Now listen to me. He said, who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Because it is Christ who died. 
Now listen to me. It's a, that's something that we kind of skim across. But this is the Son of God, Roy. The anointed one of God himself. And if you'll have it, he was God in the flesh. Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Now God, the Father couldn't die for us. But God the Son could do her. He had to become a man. Just like you and I. And this is what Jesus was here to do. And he took all of the iniquity, the evil of everybody's heart, and laid it upon himself. Became the scapegoat. You all know about the scapegoat. And you know that that's the only word. That word is there in that one place in the book of Leviticus. You will not find it anywhere else in the scripture. At least I've not been able to find it. And so I break them down. The Lord has led me to do that, Terry. To break those words down. That word's misused in the world so much. Everybody just thinks that it's somebody that takes the rap for somebody else. Well, that is true, but it really is referring to the true scapegoat. Well, goat's easy to interpret, but that scapegoat, the skate part, is referring to a goat who disappears. And now listen, I want you to listen what happened. There were two goats chosen out from amongst the herd of the kids back in Leviticus. And the Lord said, Aaron, cast lots on those goats. One of them will be offered as a burnt sacrifice. The other will be kept alive, presented before the Lord. And all the iniquity of all the, all the tribes of Judah, or all the tribes of Israel, will be laid upon the head of that goat. Now listen to me. So Aaron laid both of his hands upon the head of that goat and he confessed the iniquity of all the people upon that goat and that goat was led out into the wilderness by a fit man, a one who was timely, one was right on time, one who could get the job done. He wouldn't dilly-dally. He wouldn't wait till a better time. He'd get the job done when the time was right. Now listen to me. And so that fit man led that goat out into the wilderness. I want you to understand something. Both of those goats died. It's just only one had the iniquity laid on it. And it was taken out into the land uninhabited and left there. And the fit man came back into the congregation. Now listen to me. This goat, the fit man, both the goats and all the bullocks represented one man. And that man 
was the fit man that God ordained from the foundation of the world. It wasn't just any fella that God chose. He couldn't just choose one out of the congregation. He chose his only begotten son. He came himself in the person of his son and died for the whole human race. And all of our iniquity was laid on his head. Uh, you think about the, the, that crown of thorns. But that's what that's representing. That's right. All of our, every one of us, all of our iniquity was laid upon his head. And he died there. Yeah. The death of the cross. He became obedient. Yeah. He, he considered himself and counted himself, not didn't think it's robbery to be called or to count himself equal with God. That's right. He was equal with God. Right. He was God. Amen. Now listen, and so, but yet he made himself of no reputation, humbled himself as a servant and became a man, but not just any man, a man who was without spot and without blemish. And let's take it a little bit further, a man who was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I thought on that one time, Lord, what do you mean by that? What Paul mean by that? He said, well, go back into Leviticus and I'll show you back yonder if if one was found unworthy to live, if he had committed a crime that was worthy of death on the tree, death on the tree back yonder meant that he was to be counted accursed from God. In other words, there would be no there would be no recognition of him. There'd be no funeral service. There'd be no mourning over him. He was to be counted Terry accursed from God. Well, well, well. So Jesus allowed himself to be counted accursed from God. I told one time when the Lord said, when he took the bread and he broke it, and he said, take and eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. That meant more than just the fact that he was being broke on the cross. That meant that he was being broke loose from the Holy Spirit and from the Father. And he allowed himself to die for our sin. Counted the curse from God. But oh, listen, that goat was left out yonder. But not only was the goat left out there, he was called a goat to disappear for a reason. I call him the disappear goat or the disappearing goat. But everything that was laid on him disappeared with him. <laughs> so then we preach this doctrine that all the iniquity of the whole human race has been cast into the sea and it'll be remembered against us no more. Jesus, the Lord said in the Psalms, it's been cast as far as the east is from the west and it'll, it can never come back to haunt you. It can never come back to get you. Therefore, since Christ has died, there can be no charge to any of God's elect. Now furthermore, so that who then can bring any condemnation unto any one of us? It is God who justifies. Amen. Buddy, listen today. 
This work hasn't been done to me because I promised God this or promised God that. This work has been done to me because I said, okay, through the Holy Spirit and trusted Jesus as my Savior. Terry, at 11 years old, if you've got to promise God something in order to get salvation, you're not going to get very far. But if you'll take his son as your savior, he said, I'll save you on his behalf. And then later on in life, I'll teach you what all of it means. (laughs) And I'm just uh, seeing a drop in the bucket of it. But I want you to know something. That fit man came back. (laughs) Jeannie, that fit man was our Lord and Savior. But all of that iniquity, Roy, and that even, even, even the fleshly body that he had. Now listen to me close. I'm talking about the body of this world that he had of the dust. He left that out there on two. (laughs) He came out with a glorified body. One that was heavenly. One, and I don't even understand how that works, but one they can go back to glory from where he came from. Yeah, man. Everything else, all the iniquity of the world was left out yonder in the wilderness. It was left in his grave. But on the third and appointed morning, he got up triumphant triumphant over death and hell and the grave. And therefore there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who listen who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, hath made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm not just set free, I'm made free. You know what the difference in that is? Say, Mel, explain it to me. Okay, I will. Being set free means you just turned loose and you could possibly get trapped back in it. But being made free means that you've been made just as if you've never sinned. And and furthermore, as Isaiah wrote back yonder, he said the Lord through Isaiah said they shall receive double for all their sin. The warfare is over. When I got saved, Linda, I didn't realize just how saved that I was. I didn't know that all my iniquity had been put, cast into the sea, had been taken out of the picture through the disappearing goat. And the fit man came back. The goat was left out yonder and the fit man came back being Jesus and the reason he was able to come back because there was no iniquity of his own found in him. If there had been one little secret that he had kept from all of them, and that's really what they were believing about him was that he was blaspheming God and lying to all of them. But had that been true, he'd have never raised from the dead. Couldn't have. Couldn't have. This is the hope that I have in Christ. This is the assurance that I have in knowing that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. And he has created a new law of grace that I can come into and I can be made right with God. Amen. And I did. Yeah. I came into the glory of God's grace. Thank the Lord. 
and been saved ever since 1977. Amen. I'm as old as Terry was, probably. No, you were in your 30s first time I ever heard you preach. Man, I appreciate you, brother. I, do, you too, I love you. I kid with you. I I'm, you know you. I do. I kid with you I about you. Thank you. But I appreciate you. I, do you too, I love you right out of my heart. Amen. I do you too. You're one of my favorites. I always will be. I don't know anybody's heart. Terry, you feel like giving yeah. an invitation? Come on up here. I don't know anybody's heart, but the Lord may be giving you an unction, a direction deep down inside of your soul that you need to trust this man named Jesus. He's worthy of our faith. He's worthy of our trust. You know what Paul said about him over yonder in Philippians? I was quoting that when he said that he, that he made himself of no reputation and, and really became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Paul follows that up and, Sarah, and says, therefore then, God has given him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord Amen. to the glory of God the Father. Now, buddy, I'll tell you, once he becomes Lord of your soul, and I, I, I didn't know this, but he came, became Lord of my soul the moment I said okay to him. When I raised my little white flag, my, my pastor who raised me up, Brother Perry Blue, he said he used to tell us if you'll just raise your little white flag and give up. Surrender to God, His love and His spirit and the, and the grace that He wants to give you. If you'll surrender to this and trust His Son as your Savior, He said, I'll save you. I'll guarantee you I will. He said, you don't have to work this out. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to beg me to save you. He said, I'm wanting to save you. You don't understand. All of the choice is up to you. He said, I've already chosen to save you. Everything's up to you. Will you take, take my son as your Savior and stop trying to work this out on your own? I asked a question the other day. I said, I've, I've seen a lot of people come and pray and yet never get satisfied. And I asked a question to somebody about that. I said, wonder what that is. And the Lord helped me with this a long time ago. He said, you know what that is, Mel? He said, they're, they're trying too hard to get saved. They're trying to work this out on their own. And he said, he said really, all I'm asking them to do is surrender to me. Amen. Surrender to my love. Amen. Surrender to the work that I've already accomplished. Amen. And let, let me save their soul. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Trust in Jesus and knowing in your heart that what he has accomplished is enough. It's enough. So I came that Sunday morning. Lord's helped me with this. I, he had to help me with it because I got in trouble one time. I got to thinking, Lord, am I really saved because I've, because I've heard all of, this, all of this other stuff that you've got you've to go down the list. You gotta, you gotta acknowledge your sin. You gotta, you gotta repent of your sin. You gotta promise you won't sin no more. You gotta do this. You gotta do that. And I said, Lord, I know my day, and I did not do all that. I said, Did you save me or not? <laughs> Terry, he took me on a journey. Yeah. 
He said, and I preached on this this morning, I'll preach on it again, they're talking about it now. He took me on a journey, I was, I was nailing trim up on a garage door down in Bellbrook, Ohio. Man, I was, I was tore all to pieces. Terry, I didn't know where I was. He said, you remember when you was, when you was fighting me and, and you was turning me away and you was afraid that Robert Parsons would make fun of you the next day at school? And remember when, he was, when you were afraid to push Mark Deck out of the way because he was afraid you'd disturb him? Do you remember all that? And I said, yeah, I remember all that. But he said, do you remember this part? <laughs> when, you said, when you stopped worrying about anything else and you just said, okay, I'm coming to you. Yeah. He said, you remember that? I said, yeah, I remember that more. He said, right then is when I saved your soul. Roy, I didn't go up and pray. I went up and prayed, but, but the Lord showed me that I got saved before I ever got up here. He saved me the moment I said, okay, I'm coming to you. That's how good this thing is. That's how, that's how remarkable it is, and that's how foolproof that it is. The wayfaring man, though a fool, cannot err in this way. Roy, I can't mess it up. That's what I needed was something I couldn't mess up. Are you saved? As the church sings, as the church prays, Terry, you got anything on your heart to say? If, if the Lord's calling you to come, to if the Lord's saying, just surrender to my love. Would you do that right now? As the church is calling you, as the Spirit and the bride say, come, let him that heareth and drink of the water of life for you. He'll save you. He's promised he will. He's sworn oath, Roy, that he will. He said, not only will I save you, I'll keep you by my power. I'll keep you by my grace. I'll save you through and through. 100%. Salvation is full and free. Will you come? Will you come? What's on your heart tonight? What are you needing to do? What's the Lord impressing in your heart for you to do? Follow that impression and I'll declare you will not be sorry. The Lord's on our side. He wants to save us. He wants us in heaven with him. I used to think different about it. I used to think he was trying to keep a lot of people out. But the truth of the matter is, he's wanting everybody in. Anybody that wants to be saved can be. Amen. exactly what you're going through. He knows what you're feeling right now. Now I want to to clarify that. He's acquainted with our griefs and He has carried our sorrow. He knows everything about us. Lord, He knows what it feels like to be separated from God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. He knows exactly what you're feeling right now. 
That's what he was going through when he was on the cross. He paid that debt 100% in full so that you could be made free. Full 100% atonement. No charges against your soul. Brother Terry. Somebody needs to come. God's surely calling. You can feel the burden. You can feel the power, the conviction. That's gospel preaching. And if God's speaking to your heart individually, you need to come. It's your choice. The devil can't keep you from coming. Nobody can keep you from coming. You can come when God's calling you. Obey the Lord. Somebody needs to come. Obey him tonight. Let God have his way in your life. And your life will be changed. It'll be better. It'll be wonderful. Words can't even explain it. I can't even tell it. I've been saved a long time, and I can't tell the fullness of it. But when you experience it, you'll know it for yourself. You'll say, wow. Amen. we pause just a minute. I'll say just a few words, and then I'm going to ask them to sing another song. I believe there's somebody here tonight that needs to come to the Lord. Now, if you're lost, this message, so powerful and so well explained, right to the point, I believe God's used it to speak to people's hearts that are lost. If you're lost and that message is to you and you feel like coming. When I was a lost boy and God was calling me, I wrestled with it and I uh, kind of resisted it. And I, I was afraid, and Brother Mel touched on this, I was afraid uh, somebody would think I was foolish or silly or uh, somebody would think that I said something funny. I, I was a very shy person. And uh, Satan used all those things to try to uh, resist me from coming to an all repentance. But here's the good part. If you're here tonight and God's speaking to your heart, if you want to be saved, you can be. Mel's preached that already. Satan does not have enough power to keep you from coming to Jesus if you desire to come to him. Whatever your problem is, whatever you're wrestling with, just turn it over. Just let God handle it. If you're lost, you need to get saved. Now, also, there may be some here tonight, and I think very possibly could be. Some people that's been saved, it's not really living for the Lord like you should, not on fire for God like you should. If you're here tonight and you're saved, you're not where you need to be with the Lord spiritually, then you need to come. And we need you. The church needs you. I remember a time in my life when I was uh, kind of out of fellowship. and uh, I wasn't out doing anything bad, but I just wasn't really on fire and wasn't following the Lord. And, and the devil said, they don't need you anyway. What can you do? What can you do? You, you, you don't matter. The devil told me I didn't matter. The devil was a liar. Every person matters. Every person God made is special and unique, and they're needed in their spot in the church. And as little as I feel like I can do, nobody else can fill my spot but me. You can be the best you for Jesus that you can be. Nobody else can take your spot. Now, sing whenever you get ready. Somebody else needs to come, and I want to beg you to come. Please come tonight. Please obey the Lord. God's calling in a great way. Please come tonight. That's wonderful preaching.
powerful preaching, well explained. That's rich in the truth of God. Come, come on. Listen. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. God is so good. By His mercy and grace, He gives us opportunity to be part of the elect that Melvin was preaching about. You can be. You are just as important as any other person that's ever lived. Jesus died for you just like He did every other person. You can have salvation. Obey the Lord. Please come. Come tonight. Step out and come. Somebody's had opportunity to come, but we don't not judging anybody, but 
I appreciate it when God's Holy Spirit lets me feel like he's speaking to people's hearts. And uh, I'm sad if they don't come, but I'm glad he's calling. And we just keep praying and keep praying and uh, do what God wants us to do. And uh, if we faint not, we'll reap in due season. And so, well, I appreciate the singing and uh, appreciate uh, that good singing. Appreciate me on Katie singing and others that sang too. But I appreciate me on Katie and I appreciate the message that God gave Mel to preach tonight. That's Holy Ghost preaching. Anything on anybody's heart before we come to close our worship? In uh, a little while, we'll uh, we'll have a business meeting, but we'll uh, we'll give a partial dismissal before that. But anybody's got anything on your heart to say or do? We're not in a hurry. Mind the Lord. Boy, it's sure good to be here. Uh, we'll get another song, and uh, when. Uh, we sing this song it, now, and let me make this clear. We're not trying to get rid of anybody. Uh, our business meeting's open. Everybody's welcome to stay and be with us and observe it, but we don't try to pressure anybody to stay. If you'd like to be excused from business meeting or you've got something that you need to do or whatever, uh, if you would like to be excused when we sing this song, you feel free to do that. Now, I will say to you, if you're here, even if you don't want to stay for business meeting, uh, if you want to hang around, you're welcome to hang around. And I don't think business meeting will be long. We'll fellowship some more after business meeting's over. But uh, right now, when he, whenever he gets ready, we'll let... Uh, uh, yeah, come on. Come on here, brother. Yeah, come here. We're going to go. So I appreciate I'm honored and privileged to be here tonight. Amen. And I love you out of my heart, brother. I love you too. I love this church. Amen. And uh, appreciate, appreciate everything that the Lord has done here tonight. Amen. Uh, I I may mention this, that we don't have to beg God to save us. Amen. But, I, but the Lord helped me with something while I was standing here. He said, you forgot to say that I'm begging them to come. Amen. He wants to save you that much. He's begging you. Amen. He knows yes, sir. what your eternal destiny, what Amen. lies That's right. in your eternity. Just like these boys sung, my eternity was changed. Yeah, amen. My eternal destiny was changed. I don't even know how lost that I was. Yes, sir. But God does. Amen. He knows how lost you are. Yeah. He knows what lies ahead for you. Amen. That's why he's begging you to let him save your soul. Amen. Good to be with you. Good to be with you, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Love you. I don't call it. I open this one and didn't open that. Well, take this and keep it. All right. Thank you. All right. If this service has blessed your heart and you thank God for it, may this just bless a Amen. I thank God for this service. Yeah.